Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 33 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you. You're listening to Oilers now. we got a lot to get to with our next guest. He joins us every Tuesday. That's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bred racing has moved to uh, Century Downs Race Network down in Calgary. But you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Uh, we'll tell you the guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night on the town. Every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. You can tell Dad Daphne, Chris, uh, and Taylor, that Oilers now sent you down to Roost Chris. It's the greatest steak you ever had. I uh, I want to give credit where credit's due. I didn't see this. And KDK is a guy that uh, texts the show on a regular basis. And he has reached out to me and said, Bob, it now appears that in addition to adding Jack Eichel, the Golden Knights may now circle back and reacquire Mark Andre Fleury due to an injury to Robin Lehner. Will the NHL step in? Says KDK. When will the Oilers make actual moves, such as acquiring a goaltender to actually compete with the other teams in the Pacific Division? All right, I didn't see this, and uh, I now see that 34 minutes ago, Frank, I'll be honest with you, we were doing the coach of ale, and then I headed back upstairs in the room and got on the air here, right at, uh, so Cervelli would have put this out right as we went to air. With Robin Lehner injured, team sources say the Vegas Golden Knights have expressed uh, interest in a Mark Andre Fleury reunion. Of course, uh, Mark Stone going on LTIR. Jack Eichel expected to play this week. You know, we talk often about R&D, research and development. And I had uh, an old school buddy of mine reach out and say, hey, Stoff, R&D, in the case of uh, Vegas, it has to do with Tampa Bay. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, rip off and duplicate. That is what Vegas is doing based upon what Tampa Bay has pulled off the last couple of years. Well, uh, I don't know if he rips off his uh, readers, but uh, he certainly duplicates the occasional theme once in a while. We welcome back to the show. Just kidding. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby, what do you think of that tilt last night down in San Jose? 
Well, we'll get to that in a second. I, I, I want to ask you about this thing with, with Vegas. And, you know, we saw Tampa Bay basically scuttle uh, Kucherov uh, to LTIR and then activate him come playoff time. And they basically played with a $90 million team and that doesn't even fax in, uh, factor in the tax advantages in the state of Florida. Now you got Vegas, who also have tax advantages over other teams in other markets. And they go and get Eichel, and now they've put uh, Stone on LTIR, and you know he's going to end up being active again at the uh, start of the playoffs. Now there's a report laners out, and they're going to go get Flurry. And, and so does the NHL, Spec, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Does the National Hockey League need to look at changing how they're uh, rules work. How about you have to be cap compliant for every playoff game as well instead of, no, you just got to get through the regular season and then uh, you can activate a couple guys off IR and, and basically play with a, a 90 or $95 million team instead of playing with an $81.5 million team. Uh, some would say you ain't cheating if you ain't trying and others would say this is a completely dubious path that a couple organizations have gone down the path of. What would you say, Mark? No, first of all, I think the first organization that did this was the Chicago Blackhawks, Patrick Kane, right? Did they not? Uh, he was hurt and he sat out the rest of the season and came back to the playoffs. I think they invented this loophole. Uh, and you know what? They're not cheating. They're playing, these are the rules. You know, they're exploiting the rules, as you could say that if you want, but they're not cheating, right? They're, these are the rules. So I think you have to be careful when you call someone dishonest or a cheater. Uh, the separate conversation is should the NHL, you know, look at this rule and maybe decide that what you just said, that we should be cap compliant playoffs. Well, they've had, you know, they didn't do it with the Blackhawks. They didn't do it with Tampa. So now other teams are saying, great. If it's legal, then if we're not doing it, we're at a disadvantage. I guarantee you the orders would do the same thing if they had this uh, the confluence of circumstances where they could had an injured player they could acquire so they'd do it can't haul it do it heartbeat why wouldn't he be foolish not to so yeah i guess mark where yeah. i'm going with this is uh not to paraphrase dickie dunn here but the whole spirit of the thing uh the spirit of ltir i do not believe was put in structure and put in place for teams to stash guys during the regular season uh so they could turn around and and then you know, elevate what they're actually playing with uh, come postseason. So I, I, I guess the spirit of the rule, and, and good on you for mentioning that Chicago started it, but Tampa Bay mastered it. Well, maybe Chicago did too because they won as well. <laughs> they won as well that year, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I don't like it either, Bob. I think it is. I think it's, you're right. The spirit of the cap is that you can't have, you know, more than $82.5 million worth of players. Uh, even if, you know, even if there was some kind of a meet me halfway modification where maybe the cap in the playoffs was a little higher than the cap in the regular season. Because remember, you can't acquire any more players at that point. But uh, I, I don't like it. I don't think it's fair when, when you get down to a final and one team's roster has $90 million worth of players on it and the other one has 82. It's not fair and it doesn't seem right to me either. That's two good body. I mean, that, that's what that is. I mean, that's two good third-line players. You know, a couple $4 million guys. Those are middle six forwards that can make a huge difference theoretically in the series or a goaltender or whatever. Sportsnet, Spec, Mark yeah. Spector. 
By the way, Mark, just 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 so you know, um, and and the the we're getting texts coming in and say, uh, simple, just have a modified salary cap for the playoffs. I agree, that would be one way to deal with it. Another texter says, how come the NHL doesn't adjust salary cap for teams without tax advantage? <laughs> oh, you can't go there, Bob. I mean, come on. You know, listen, there are various jurisdictions. There's 32 jurisdictions in the National Hockey League. If we think we're going to get them all to comply tax-wise, you're dreaming. It doesn't yeah, work. This, this texter <laughs> says, so why don't we sit Koskinen, Terrace, whoever, really with an injury and go grab a few guys? That's that's sort of the response that's out there, right? Is you, If you can't beat them, join them sort of down this path. And and look, Turris does have a back, like I, I, he's got an upper body issue, and, and those can be a little bit wonky at times for guys to deal with. We know Cassian's going to be uh, out a while here as well. Sportsnet Spec joining us. Uh, well, Cassian's got a busted jaw, so if you put him on LTIR, you're not breaking any rules or, or even changing no. the spirit of the rule. If you held him out for a month longer than he was, you know, his injury told you he had to, that's when you start to. So who knows about Stone? Stone's had a bad back for forever. Maybe his back is punched. Maybe he can't play. Maybe he needs three weeks and he'd be ready to play ball. That's something that, you know, the NHL needs to figure out. All right. Uh, we're going to get to several topics. Uh, I'm going to read you a text from Phil, a.k.a. Fear the Finn. He's a San Jose Sharks fan. He was at the game last night. He is from Edmonton. He says, why no mention that the Sharks and the Kings haven't played in two weeks, Bob? If this was Edmonton, I'd guarantee you'd mention it. Sounds like <laughs> Gavin Newsom and the Democrats in California rules for thee, but not for me. Yeah. And here come the stock misinformed comments about the San Jose Sharks from Mark Spector. Well, he's obviously got a tremendous amount of confidence in your my ability on the earmark. So I understand why he's questioning your work, but that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, but uh whatever, pal. <laughs> did he want, what did you th- so what did you think? How much of that was about Edmonton and how much of that was about San Jose last night? Well San Jose's a lousy team. So let's Start there. San Jose's a lousy team, full stop. I look at their roster, they got three third lines. Okay, they're not a very good team, so sure. I'm not here to to dilute the Oilers' victory last night. The Oilers played an excellent game of hockey, but the other team wasn't any good, and they haven't played in 13 days, and you know what? Sure, that makes a huge difference. The Oilers should exploit that against the Kings tonight, too. We know that when teams take this much time off midseason, they tend to take a little while to get back going again. So that's fair. That was mentioned on the broadcast several times last night. I don't know what this guy's complaining about, but uh, you know what? If he's he's taking it out on us because his team's no good, you know, tough luck, pal. But I don't think his team's any good. This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and it says the Oilers are a completely different team. Players need... uh uh, uh, to a bit of an adjustment, but Woodcroft is McClellan and Tippett with his own seven eleven lineup style. No big gulps tonight from HS. Not quite sure what that means. I think he was tying in the seven eleven. But yeah. Mark, it's got to be stated: the seven and eleven are the eleven and seven. It, it's made some sense when you factor in that they don't have Duncan Keith, who plays twenty minutes a game, available yep. on the left side. Okay, uh, yep. and. 
And then you're looking at Broberg, Lagasin, and Niemalainen, and you're saying, all right, so one of these guys, can they play 20 minutes, another guy play 12 or 13, and instead he's basically playing 11 to 13 minutes for all three guys, uh, and that's Dave Manson. And I'm telling you right now, through the first couple games, they look like it's got to be stated. They're looking pretty good with what they've done here with these D. Yeah, and, and not only that, he's using – they're all killing penalties. You know, they're being used in – I mean, they're not all the power play, but uh, they're getting used. And you know what? This is it's, – it's, it's an excellent chance. It's the opposite of what happened last year. They cooled Bouchard last year on the – what do we call it? The taxi squad. And they never fit him in for those 13-minute nights that he could have had. Which and, drove me nuts. I know, it drove you crazy. And and the player didn't get a certain amount of experience. And these players, the you know, the the advantage of calling up your farm team coach is he trusts these guys and so far he's right. You know, let's give him credit. I, I think he's grooming some young defensemen. Nima Linen's probably gonna be a top six player next year on this team. Like I think he for a team that needs they're currently in the market for a big left shot third pairing defenseman that can make you make it you rough you up a little bit and be hard to play against. Well, that's exactly what this guy is, right? Why are you? You know, I'm not sure he's ready to be that guy in the playoffs this year, Bob. But he sure looks like he's ready to be that guy next October. What's interesting is they've even scaled Bouchard back quite a bit, right? Like he's playing 21-22 per game, but. Let's face it, I'm, and I'm the biggest Evan Bouchard fan there is. I I would have I would have gone four right shot defensemen last year and played Bouchard and Bear every night. And if if Bouchard had to go, I I never really understood why the least experienced defenseman has to go over to his opposite side. But that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, Bouchard's only only played like 15 minutes in last night's game. So, so basically, between Bouchard, Lagesson, Broberg, and Niemalainen, uh, four guys that have combined for a total of 131 NHL games. Dave Manson found a way to play those guys 13 and a half to 15 and a half minutes last night. Some would say yeah, that's, that's almost. Awesome. That's almost a perfect minutes allocation for some developing defensemen. It's interesting. Now, I've got an early 2 nothing lead, and that changes things, right? Yeah. You know, if, if, if San Jose got those two lucky bounces early off the shin pads and in the net, they're down 2 nothing. yeah, now we might not be having this conversation today about spreading out the love of round four guys. Is that fair? Perhaps. I mean, it, it all, you know, I, I think what the fans like is it's clear the team is playing differently defensively. They're trying to force teams to beat them up the ice uh, and, and go through more bodies. That's the, the defense is attempting to uh, stand up a little bit more of the blue line. And you can do that when you have forwards backtracking spec. Well, and the best the best defenseman that they have on gapping is actually out of the lineup, and that is Duncan Keith, because he's been mm-hmm. years playing that way in Chicago. Yeah. He's he's the best guy at not giving up the blue line. So it is intriguing to me that this has been the approach, and these are the little the little things like uh, you weren't at practice on Saturday, but the, the spirit of the practice and what they worked on, the energy level, they were having fun. And I don't, again, I don't want to denigrate the work of Dave Tippett and Jim Playfair. They had a 591 winning percentage in Edmonton over the three years. That's pretty good. But there's a, there is a, Mark, there needs to be something stated. There is a little bit different feel when you're around it on a day to day basis. The guys appear to be having a little bit more fun. Interesting. 
Well, listen, uh, okay, I'm not going to dispute what you're saying to me here. You're with the team on the road, you know. But I'm going to say you may just be defining what we all call the coach's bump here. Everybody's, you know, at the end of the at the end of the coach's tenure, he's in a crappy mood. His team's not playing any good. He's banging on the same things. They're clearly not working anymore. That's why you fire a coach, right? Yep. Because his plan is not being executed anymore. So everybody's happy and has a bounce in their step and smiles more when the new coach shows up. The new coach comes in. He's nowhere close to being fired. There's no that pressure. There's always pressure. That pressure doesn't exist on the new coach. So you're describing a looser team that's got the anvil off of their neck. They're playing looser. You know, I want to say to you, Bob, if you don't think that the last five coaches in this town wanted the opposition to skate through five guys before they got Demonton's net, wanted the forwards to back pressure more, wanted better gap control, every coach wants that in the National Hockey League and the American Hockey League and the U of A Golden Bears Hockey League. Every coach wants that, right? But the Orders played it the last two games. Lo and behold, they look pretty good. They weren't playing it for the last 28 games for Tippett when they didn't have a single game where they allowed less than two goals. So, you know, a lot of this is is the team doing what, what McClellan told them, what Hitchcock told them, what Tippett told them, yeah. and now what Woodcroft telling them. And so far they're doing it for Woodcroft. If they keep doing it, Bob, I love the look of this team. All right. It- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is 12.49 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. More with Sportsnet Spec here on Oilers Now when we return. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30, Chet. Zach Cassian out, obviously, broken or fractured jaw. Uh, we'll have the Oilers injury report for James H. Brown coming up uh, today about uh, 1.50-ish here on Oilers. Now, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you, 12.51 in Edmonton. We have Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Live standard rate racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. All right, uh, spec, uh, here we go. Here's some texts that have come in. Don't give Tampa and Vegas any moral break, Spec. Are you even an Oilers fan, says the texter. You're hard on our guys and okay with other organizations' cheaters. Uh, think about your life, pal. Look in the mirror and ask if you make Edmonton a better place. Doesn't seem like it lately. Well, there you go. And another texter out of Edmonton, Daniel, says, Spec is the most negative person. Well, Mark's entitled to his opinions. Um... Craig out West Spec says, 
Bob and Mark, it took Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson literally 24 hours to figure out how to better use this roster than Tippett could figure out in three years. Benson McLeod, the young D-man, Skinner, and that Tippett had his guys, and they're all over 30. So happy that Jay's behind the bench now. He understands how to get the most from his guy. Tip lost the room. Woody just got it back. Um, there's another factor in this for me, Mark. Dave Manson. 12 years in the WHL as an assistant slash associate coach. Four years in the minors, working with the Oilers prospect defenseman. Not to mention Speck, one of the toughest men ever to play in the WHL and most intimidating guys ever to play in the NHL. A two-time all-star in the NHL, a power play quarterback in the NHL, who reinvented himself as a shutdown D late in his career. Oh, and he's got a son in the NHL as well. You know, he did every role as a defenseman, and he touched all the bases on the way coming up as well. And I just wonder, because he has that experience and understands, you know, he's he's had Broberg uh, and Niemelainen and Lagesson all down in the minors this year. He had Bouchard in the minors a couple of years ago. I think that helps him in handling the orders young D. What about you? Well, familiarity, he knows the guys. And again, trust them. You know, trust them at a, how would I say, trust them at the AHL level. And now he's given them a chance to earn his trust at the NHL level, right? And, you know, we're two games in and so far so good. But, um, you know, this is the, this is the, an interesting part of, I don't, I mean, they've never really brought the, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I can't remember the last time they brought the AHL coach up. Has yours ever brought the AHL coach up, Bob? Yeah, Todd Nelson in 2015, but thanks for remembering. But that was a, I guess I'm trying to think of guys that lasted more than two months. Uh, and Todd Nelson did a good job, and we said a few of the same things about him. But um, listen, this is awesome. Like, I think, you know, you even see uh, Benson didn't get a lot of ice time in the first two periods last night, but he's got a better jump in his step. Tyler Benson, he, he appears to be a guy that feels like he's part of this thing a little bit more than he did under Tippett. Hey, Listen, for those of us that have, I mean, all the fans have been through this at Edmonton. That's the way it goes. Get, it's a get out of jail. For the guys that the old coach didn't like or didn't use, it's a get out of jail free card. They get a brand new life. And if you played for Woody and uh, Dave Manson and Bakersfield, it's even more than that because they liked you so much there, they sent you up to the big team. So this is a good part of bringing these guys up. And uh, we're seeing the fruit of that but, right now, Bob. But we are. But in, and it is a completely fair question. I, I, you know, one guy just texted show. What are the stats in the orders uh, the last five coaching changes with their first ten games start? And yeah. I think you're thinking specifically in season. And and the the term that Brian Burke used to to say was dead count bounce. Now for me, the team looks different. Okay. There's there's a little bit different look. I mean, you just read the stat where they gave up two or more goals in how many games in a row. Um, they have scored the first goal in the last two games. They're now fourteen and zero. But there's two nothing in the first two last two games, Bob. You know, and again, they're playing four rookie defensemen right now. That's the other point I just want to point out. Like it kind of started to go wrong for Hitch when Clefbaum got hurt against Colorado back in the. 18-19 season, and then the team just kind of cratered uh, in the second half of the year. That said, I, I would I don't think the players were having a lot of fun, even though they went nine two and two at one point. I didn't think they were having a lot of fun, and then they just completely the second half of the year. 
I'm going to be intrigued to see where this goes with Woodcroft. Like, I wonder whether or not younger voice, a guy that kind of grew up with some of these guys along the way, that's that's kind of where I'm like. But it is completely fair if you're sitting there listening to the show and objectively saying, well, wait a sec here, Stoffer, we're two games in. And we always know there's that Brian Burke dead cat bounce. It's a completely fair perspective to have. Oh, for sure. And I mean, listen, remember this too. After 40 minutes against the Islanders, Mike Smith was standing on his head. The scoring chances were 10 to 3 for the Islanders. The Emmett, you know, they, they settled into that game. They had a real good second half and they beat San Jose for fun yesterday. I, I think what, what impressed me the most, like, you know, you know my stance here, Bob. This is a team that, that has to learn how to play and win a 2 1 game when it counts. That's that's just how I feel from the from their best players to their last players. They need to be able to down the stretch when they. Fi- I don't want to watch two on hockey from October into December and January and March. But when you get into March and April and May, when presented with a two-one game, you got to be able to play it and win it. And at this point, I, I have not seen any evidence that this team can do that. And now you watch them play the game they played last night, and you say, okay, you know what, maybe I can see it from here. But All right, until we'll give, they figure it out. We'll give the final word to Rory. He says, Bob, I could tell from your weekly chats with Woody while in Bakersfield that he was the right guy. His honest approach appraisals and concerns with individual players along with the growth reports of each player you'd question him on, he will now show that. And I'm referring to the phrase, teach some old dogs some new tricks. That one comes to us from Rory. More with Mark Spector in the second hour of Oilers now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. It's 1258 in Edmonton. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.